This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today on this Friday, canola and wheat futures were mixed this week, and Adam Bacallo with PI Financial goes over the hows and whys and what he's watching for next week. The Canadian Canola Growers Association is reminding producers that they can still apply for a cash advance during harvest. And speaking of harvest, Sask Power is reminding farmers to stay safe this season around power lines. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. A future commodity advisor with PI Financial says the performance of grain markets this week were mixed. Adam Piccalo says the November ice futures contract for canola was up about $40 a ton this week, from $762 to around 802 We have seen canola kind of in the last little bit uh, find some support or a floor around the 760 level. And, and now we might be heading back up to kind of a resistance or a bit of a ceiling around 840. That's kind of where we were back on July 18th, 19th, before kind of we saw a bit of a decline kind of at uh, through August here. So that will be a little bit dependent on whether kind of the soybean oil and soybean complex in general is kind of finding some stability. Uh, palm oil has been showing some strength as well. Overall, there is there is a bit of a bullish, I would say, kind of feeling to the soy markets right now uh, with some weather outlooks that favor soybeans to go higher. I would say the bull camp is, is really heavily dependent on these weather forecasts, uh, but there has been a rise in open interest on the rally over kind of the several weeks, which should kind of lead the bull camp in control for now. So that's what I'm kind of watching to see if, again, soy markets recover and if that could still help canola kind of move back to that top end of the range. As for the September Minneapolis wheat contract, he says it was down about 15 cents a bushel this week to around $8. We have seen a very large decline kind of over the last month. Uh, the high on July 25th, we were at $9.48 approximately, and again, sitting at about $8 today. So that's uh, almost a $1.50 decline here in the last month. Now, it seems that the rally kind of has maybe, or sort of the decline, I should say, is uh, maybe coming to a bit of an end here short term. Uh, there has been some bullish headlines, and again, the deep deeply oversold nature, maybe suggests we could see a bit of a rally here. Uh, again, headlines including kind of a large fire at a, a main Russian export hub, the drone attack on Moscow, and even reports actually of India's crop areas have only uh, seen 40% of normal rains. So uh, again, just I would say more bullish factors right now, and, and especially given the decline, it seems that we might uh, be seeing a bit of a pop here in the short term uh, higher for for wheat across all three contracts. When asked about drought being a factor for the way wheat prices are, Bacalo says it's more of a local issue. 
Well, I think that's when I talk with clients more about their local prices. So I'm not sure exactly how much of a factor it's it's going to be, you know, on these on the world markets necessarily, because again, uh, of how many you know, speculators there are just on Chicago, Kansas, or Minneapolis contracts. Um, but definitely on local prices, that's when I hear clients say that there's you know certain specials out there or things like that. One thing Piccolo is keeping an eye on is harvest. You know, one thing I'm kind of looking at, especially in Saskatchewan, uh, spring wheat is uh, about 9% harvested, and there is better rains in general, kind of, again, in the Canadian prairies. So, But it is, what I, from what I've been hearing, uh, likely too late to help the crop much. So um, it appears most of the, the bearish news has been digested by the market, which is, again, why I'm thinking we might see a bit of a bullish kind of rebound here uh, in the wheat markets. Adam Piccolo is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial. Back with SaskAg Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of SaskAg Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch. For Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Harvest is not the only thing farmers are thinking about. There's a plethora of other things, but finances is one of them, especially cash to support the marketing of their commodities. I spoke with Dave Gallant, the Director of Finance and APP Operations with the Canadian Canola Growers Association, about cash advances they are offering and how to apply. So the program itself was designed for farmers, and it's intended to give farmers access to working capital for their inventory prior to selling that inventory. The fundamentals of the program are farmers have access to up to a million dollars based on the inventory that they have, both livestock as well as grains and oil seeds. The first $350,000 is interest-free this year. At CCGA, farmers pay no admin fee, and the remaining $650,000 is available to them at prime minus three quarters of a percent. And we do advances on over 50 different products, including all your major grains and oil seeds, specialty crops, livestock, as well as honey. And the fall is the time of year when farmers do a lot of thinking about uh, marketing their crop. Can you tell us a little bit more about how a cash advance fits into a farmer's marketing plans? It's the perfect tool to support a farmer's marketing plan. So as you're growing the crop or raising the animals, you have costs that you, you have to pay. And this puts money in your pocket without actually having to sell that inventory, especially on the grains and oilseed side when prices are typically lower in the fall. So what this allows a farmer to do is actually get cash flow for their products, pay the bills, pay themselves, and then start formulating that marketing plan so they can sell when it makes sense for their farm and they can pick prices that maximize the revenue for their operation, ultimately returning a bigger return for their farm. Which is a bigger draw for farmers, the interest savings with a cash advance and or the marketing benefits? I think it's an equal draw that we hear from our customers. Uh, certainly the ability to have cash flow to help with marketing the crop is huge for farmers. But when you look at the interest rates that exist today for farmers, that first $350,000 interest-free, the remaining at prime minus three quarters, a farmer using even a $500,000 advance is going to save over $30,000 a year using a cash advance as compared to other forms of financing where they might be paying prime plus one. And the more you use, 
uh, the bigger the savings are, where, where farmers with a million-dollar advance can save well over $40,000 a year. So there's a huge savings from an interest expense perspective uh, that can benefit many, many farms. Farmers, obviously, they have a number of options uh, when it comes to financing, but what's different about a cash advance from other forms of financing? Well, first and foremost, I don't think there's many other forms of financing that give farmers access to working capital financing below prime. So that is a huge advantage of using a cash advance program. The second big advantage is that the only collateral required for a cash advance is the inventory you're using to get the advance. So there's no other equity required to be able to participate in the program. And lastly, because it was designed around farms and farmers' business needs, this program only requires repayment as they sell their inventory. So there's no monthly payment, there's no quarterly payment. You pay when you get paid, which means there's no cash flow issues in terms of retiring this advance. You always have the cash from your sale when you're required to make payment. And the advance program started back in April, I remember that. And uh, since then, are farmers still able to apply right now? And how do they get started? Farmers can apply every day of the week. Uh, We are taking applications every day. Certainly, we are about 20% ahead of last year. Lots of farmers are taking advantage of this program in terms of the number of advances taken. It's a very simple program to participate in. If you're an existing customer, you have access already to our secure website. You can apply anytime you want. Uh, If you're a brand new customer to the program, simply call us on our 1-800 number. That's 1-866-745-2256. And our dedicated contact center staff will walk you through the process, collect information from you, fill out the application and email it to you. It takes about 20, 25 minutes. At that point, you have everything you need to complete. And once we get your application back, we deposit the funds directly into your bank account. That's my chat with Dave Gallant, the Director of Finance and APP Operations with the Canadian Canola Growers Association. You're listening to SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Brian Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenville, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley has concluded meetings with key industry and provincial agriculture and agri-food stakeholders during his outreach to Saskatchewan and Alberta this week. During his visit to Saskatchewan, Minister McCauley delivered remarks during the official opening of the 32nd meeting of the Tri-National Agricultural Accord, which was held in Saskatoon. On the margins of the meeting, Minister McCauley met with Saskatchewan Minister of Agriculture David Merritt to discuss the priorities for Saskatchewan's agricultural sector, including challenges related to extreme weather. Minister McCauley also met with representatives from the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, where they shared their perspectives on opportunities and challenges for the region, with a focus on climate change, resiliency, and sustainability, while providing economic growth and stability for the sector. The United States has escalated its objections to Mexico's curbs on genetically modified corn imports, requesting a dispute settlement panel under the North American Trade Pact. The request to send the dispute to arbitrators was announced after formal consultations failed to resolve deep divisions between the two close trading partners over use of genetically modified corn widely produced by U.S. farmers. Mexico's economy ministry says it would defend its GM corn policies before the dispute panel, 
saying on the social media platform X that they are consistent with trade obligations. Washington alleges that Mexico's decree banning imports of GM corn used in dough and tortillas for human consumption is not based on science and violates its commitments under the Canada-U.S.-Mexico Agreement on Trade launched in 2020. If the panel rules in favour of the U.S. and Mexico fails to comply with its directives, the U.S. could ultimately win the right to impose punitive tariffs on Mexican goods, which could spark a rare North American trade war. The owner of one of Canada's major commercial maltsters says its takeover by a major French peer won't be challenged by Canada's antitrust regulator. United Malt Group, whose Canadian assets operate under the Canada Malting banner, last month locked in on a previously announced deal to sell itself to France's Malterie Soufflé for $1.3 billion Canadian. Sydney, Australia-based United Malt and Soufflé reported August 7th they now have written confirmation from Canada's Commissioner of Competition that the office does not intend to make an application to challenge the transaction. Thus, United Malt says the condition for Canadian regulatory approval will be satisfied if the Commissioner's notice isn't reversed by August 23rd. Prince Edward Island Premier Dennis King has named a new top bureaucrat for the province's Agriculture Ministry and others to manage a fresh round of post-election ministerial mandate letters. Gordon McFadden, most recently Executive Director of Fiscal Management and Assistant Secretary to Treasury Board with the Provincial Finance Department, was announced August 8th as Deputy Minister of Agriculture, replacing Brian Matheson. Matheson, who was shuffled to Deputy Minister for Transportation and Infrastructure, had just been named Deputy Minister for Agriculture in April, after holding the title on an acting basis since June of 2019. During his stint as Executive Director for Fiscal Management, McFadden was responsible for the provincial budget and quarterly forecasting. Canopy Growth Corporation says it has signed a deal to sell its facility in Smith's Falls, Ontario, that was once home to a Hershey chocolate factory, back to the chocolate maker. The cannabis company says Hershey Canada has agreed to pay about $53 million in cash for the property. Canopy, which has been selling assets and working to cut costs, says net proceeds received from the sale will be used primarily to pay down the company's senior secured credit facility. The company announced earlier this year that it was winding down operations at the Hershey Drive facility as part of a plan to lay off 800 workers. The sale follows the centralization of the company's post-harvest manufacturing at its former beverage facility in Smith's Falls and the consolidation of its flower cultivation at the company's sites in Kincardine, Ontario and Kelowna, B.C. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. 
Today, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers late this afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm, also hazy. Winds from the west at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour and a high of 32. Tonight, partly cloudy, another 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, also hazy. Winds from the northwest at 40, gusting to 60 kilometers an hour overnight, low of 14. Tomorrow, clearing near noon, hazy still. Northwest wind at 50, gusting to 70 kilometers an hour, then diminishing to 30 near noon, high of 21, the low 9. Sunday, sunshine, high of 24, the low 11. Monday, rain, high of 21, the low 11 again. Tuesday, sunshine, high of 27, the low 14. Wednesday, part the cloudy, high of 25, a low of 11. Thursday, part the cloudy and 25 as the high. Normal highs for this period are at 24, normal lows 9. Sun rose at 5.51 this morning, and the sun will set at 8.12 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan, 31, Swift Current, 24. Saskatoon and Yorkton are at 23 degrees, and Weyburn, 33. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Conorac at 35.8 degrees. Cool spot in Loon Lake at 14.1. In Regina, mostly cloudy. West wind at 27 to 39 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 28%. Temperature 31 degrees or 87 Fahrenheit. The barometric pressure is at 99.5 and falling. In Moose Jaw, there's some smoke. West wind at 41 gusting up to 54 kilometers an hour. Temperature 32 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy. West wind at 27 to 39. Temperature 31 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskag Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. The sight of combines and grain trucks on roadways means harvest time, and Sask Power is reminding producers to be safe, especially around power lines this season. As of August 8th, Sask Power has recorded 187 incidents involving farm equipment, up from 169 incidents on the same day last year. Spokesperson for Sask Power Scott McGregor says there could be multiple factors involved in those incidents. Could be that that the, the seeding season started uh, different at different times. Uh, maybe the harvest in some places has started earlier. Uh, it could be that there are, um, you know, like you said, bigger implements out there. It could be any number of things. Uh, we're not really going to know of uh, the full picture of, of what, how this this farming season shook out in terms of line contacts uh, until you know later on, on after all the crops are off the field. He says they usually see an increase in incidents in the spring and fall. Sask Power is sharing tips to prevent equipment from coming into contact with power lines. One of them is ensuring farmers have a plan. You know, plan a route ahead of time. If you can, utilize a spotter uh, for that extra set of eyes on the ground when you're operating large equipment around power lines. Be, being very aware of how large your, your equipment is. I mean, farm equipment seems to get bigger and bigger every single year. And some of these implements, they're only driven two to three weeks out of the year sometimes. And so it's hard to get that unconscious knowledge of how big the vehicle is, especially, you know, when you're operating it in tight spaces around around power lines and other obstacles. So just really, really being prepared uh, and staying alert is really the most important thing you can do to, uh, to stay safe during harvest. The Crown Corporation also recommends using the Look Up and Live map on their website. 
Uh, we have an interactive map that shows all of the above ground power lines and power poles throughout the entire province. Um, so that's a really helpful tool for anyone who is uh, you know, moving equipment from field to field or even just like going to their field to start getting harvest underway uh, to plan a route so they can avoid as many power lines and power poles as humanly possible. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really it's a really useful map in terms of, of seeing getting visibility on where all of the power lines are and then being able to plan your day around that. McGregor has heard positive feedback from farmers who do utilize the online map. Another point is knowing what to do in the event of a fire, hitting a power line, or an emergency. You know, in the event that anybody does come into contact with a power line, and we know that nobody sets out just to hit a power line at the beginning of the day. But in the event that it does happen, the most important thing to remember is it's almost always the safest to remain in your vehicle. I mean, obviously, if a, if a grass fire has started or if it's not safe to remain in your vehicle, then you should ex- exit safely. But, you know, if you do come into contact with a power line or a power pole, anything like that, and it's it, there's no fire that's been ignited, remain in your vehicle, give our outage center or 911 a call. Um, our outage center phone number is 310-2220. We will have a technician sent out to make sure that the area is safe. More information on working safely around power lines can be found on Sask Power's website. You're listening to Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Some much-needed moisture could be headed to Saskatchewan. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says right now the disparity in temperatures in Saskatchewan can be partly blamed on the cold front moving into the province. This is the same cold front that went through BC yesterday and set everything going. Same cold front. And we are actually, we've got more in the way of, if you look at the satellite picture, we've got more in the way of smoke uh, aloft and cloud aloft, so that's suppressing our temperatures um, as well. So there's a few things going on there to keep our uh, temperatures a little bit a little bit lower. Some moisture is coming to Saskatchewan starting tonight. You know, it'll start moving in towards like Meadow Lake, uh, North Battleford, probably late this afternoon, um, and then uh, into more Prince Albert, our area later this evening. But it also looks like the Kindersley um, Swift Current areas will also get in on some storms, uh, thunderstorms. And there is a potential for severe weather today. If you look at the severe weather thunderstorm outlook, we do have a risk, uh, especially over the northern grain belt later this afternoon and this evening. Hurricane Hillary in the Pacific is heading towards California and will make landfall as a tropical storm. It will start feeding moisture over top of the high-pressure area, sitting over the states, bringing extreme heat to some areas before heading into southern Saskatchewan late Sunday. Lang says there will be another pulse of moisture on Tuesday, which will be a little further north. I know we're getting into the time because uh, we're getting into mid to um, at least mid-August, mid to late August, when most crops have already matured. So I don't know if the moisture will be beneficial or not for the crops, certainly for pasture lands and, and that type of thing. And a replenishing of soil moistures, uh, particularly in the southwest, would be would be beneficial, I would think, um, just because it's been so it's been so so dry. We're not expecting a whole bunch of uh, rain with this because it's coming from a tropical, you know. 
its origin is tropical. There's potential to bring some good moisture, but it's, you know, it's coming over some pretty dry areas uh, on its way uh, onto into another pretty dry uh, area. So it's going to lose a lot of its moisture as it uh, as it goes along. I, I would think. Lang says another 10 to 20 millimeters could be possible over parts of southern Saskatchewan. It would be sort of Monday through through Wednesday because there's a couple of systems going through. Um, so that's with two systems going through, giving maybe a total of 20 millimeters or so. So that's not a whole bunch of rain, but it's relatively speaking, we haven't seen a lot of rain, so it's going to seem like a lot of rain. And it's going to be sort of a uh, well-blanketed uh, area of rain, too. It won't be just a hit and miss like the thunderstorms like we, we've seen all summer. This is more going to be a general rain that a, a lot of people are going to get in on. But again, uh, at this time, it's not looking like too much in the way of um, accumulation. Terry Lang is a meteorologist with Environment Canada. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola is up $6.40 to $7.54.02 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down $10.85 at $3.42.83. The rest were unchanged. Durham at $5.32.93. Feed barley $3.10.61. Chickpeas $10.36.17. Flax $5.61.54. Lentils $7.82.50. Oats 301.32, yellow peas 365.89, and feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is up 11 and a quarter cents at $7.99 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline Livestock here in Moose Jaw. Another 400 plus on offer for our Tuesday regular sale with the cow and bull market looking much the same. Big, strong cows, 146 to 153. These medium wet cows, 138 to 45. And the Shelly cows, they are being discounted. Good bulls, 160 to 172. Sales to 176. There's starting to be lots of them show up. This yearling market, it's strong. We sold 43 black and black baldy heifers from the Watkins Rock Solid Ranch at Aylesbury. 885 at 298 and a quarter. That's $2,639 a heifer. We are pre-sorting yearlings and calves here on Tuesday, August 29th with a good run expected. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Dog call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. They're down today to $238.41 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank. Call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The U.S. government says it is formally requesting a dispute settlement panel in its ongoing fight with Mexico over its limits on genetically modified corn. 
Mexico's economy department said it had received the notification and would defend its position. It claims the measures under debate had no effect on trade and thus do not violate the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Agreement, known as the USMCA. Mexico wants to ban biotech corn for human consumption and perhaps eventually ban it for animal feed as well, something that both its northern partners say would damage trade and violate USMCA requirements that any health or safety standards be based on scientific evidence. A panel of experts will have about half a year to study the complaint. Wall Street is limping toward the close of what could be its worst week since March. The S&P 500 is on track for its third straight losing week, and stocks fell even more in markets abroad. A swift rise in bond yields has forced investors to reassess whether stocks have become too expensive, particularly after prices soared through the first seven months of the year. After nearing its highest level since 2007 a day ago, the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield fell back to 4.25% today. And speaking of those markets, the TSX is down 17 points at 19,794. The Dow is down just 8 points to 34,466. Oil is up 92 cents at $80.82 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.80 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Saskag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Friday's edition of Saskag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day and weekend. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.